Welcome to the Slim and Thick Podcast. It's your girls, thick and loving every minute of it. And this is Slim, keeping it light. We're here to talk about current events and be back on our bullshit. So basically, take up space and be a problem. Thank you for joining us as we riff through today's current events with our unique black girl blend of humor and insight. I hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. So, it is thick, I'm here, and here is... Oh, what's up? It's Slim. <laughs> yes, so thank you for coming back and thank you for joining us here today. So on this episode, we are talking about the panorama, the pandemic, the, the bane of our existence. Corona. Yes, Miss Rhonda <laughs> will not go away. So... <laughs> Uh, a couple of a couple of updates. So on the website, we have uh, added a couple more resources. Um, I have updated the local government. Our eighty-first legislative session has commenced here in Nevada. So on the website under local government tab, you can find many different ways to participate. I have uploaded a guide on how to participate and put in a public comment, to call in, how to do all of that great stuff. So get involved as soon as you would like to. Um, there is an there is a Senate bill named Senate Bill 50. It is about search uh, search warrants, so no knock warrants primarily. So if you could go on and check out on the website under local government how to participate and you can actually go on there and give a public comment in favor or support of SB50. This was brought to my attention by one of our community workers. She works with Mass Liberation and you can find out more about Mass Liberation again on our website. It is one of our resources that is listed under immigration and incarceration resources. This bill is about um, basically limiting the ability of the police in attaining no-knock warrants, so limiting those going out. It's a very important bill, so if you can go out and show support for that, that would be really great. And then on other news, we have updated our COVID page as well for our vaccinations. So Slim has gotten her second dose. So snaps for that. Woohoo! Thank you. I currently am having struggles trying to get my second dose, but I have scheduled my second dose for this week. So I'm going to go out as soon as possible. Um, be a little bit patient. Go on the website and there should be a link for the first dose and a link for the second dose under again our health and medical resources tab just keep checking back as much as possible the southern nevada health district is trying to update appointments as quickly as they can and trying to get these vaccines out as quickly as they can 
as far as I heard, on February 22nd is when 65 plus that are non-essential are going to get access to the vaccinations. So right now, it's going to be essential workers. They're still going to ask you, you know, what type of essential worker or what tier you're in. And they're also going to make sure you have health insurance and, you know, bring a photo ID and all of that good stuff there. I think that is all of our housekeeping stuff. So getting into what we're going to discuss tonight, which does pertain to the pandemic, it is about pandemic fatigue. So I just want to do a brief check-in though. So how are you doing <laughs> with everything? I know it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> We've been a little bit It's been a minute. Busy. It's been a long minute <laughs> and a lot has happened. I recently had my first exam in my classes for this semester, which did not, it did not go well. Oh no. Your girl struggled. So hard, and it just... We're all struggle busting it at this point. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah. Just, uphill battle. I'm, like, so <laughs> messed up from that grade, so whatever. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, so I'm trying to do better with that. But, like, going into talking about the pandemic fatigue with me is that along with... I feel like it's worsened for me because... Mm. I've been in classes and stuff like that and so I'll be sitting in my bed or at my desk or whatever for like super long periods of time just doing work 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 right and even yesterday I just randomly came into your room at 8 p.m. and I was like I think I'm just gonna drive down to Starbucks and you're like it's 8 p.m. at night and I was I was just like I don't know if they're open that was my thing I was trying to remember I mean, they were open. I checked before I said it, but <laughs> it was just that random feeling. She had the feeling. foresight, at least. <laughs> it was just that random feeling of just being like, I just need to be somewhere other than in these four walls. Like, I just need to be somewhere else. I need to be somewhere that is not here, where I've been sitting for the past 12 to 18 hours and whatnot. <laughs> I'm glad that my concern wasn't really that she just needed, she was just jumping out of her skin. My concern was just, is this place open? And it wasn't, it wasn't like thinking like, it's 8 p.m. Are you going to drink coffee at 8 p.m. at night? Is that even like healthy? Are you, are you okay? <laughs> like, that's just the college lifestyle. If you're drinking coffee at 8 p.m. at night, we don't need to question. Oh, yeah. Coffee is like our tea. It doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah. That's bad, girl. We, that's bad. <laughs> I feel, you know what? I will say last semester was way more burnout for me and way more frustration and fatigue mentally. I think I think I was a little bit ambivalent. I think that was just because like I didn't prepare myself and I don't think I was really motivated to doing anything because I didn't really have anything that I really wanted to do. I think I was just kind of over everything and I just was feeling really overwhelmed by a lack of like hope and whatnot and so for me these last couple weeks actually I've been I've actually been getting a couple of more stuff done a little bit earlier than I thought I still don't get me wrong though I still have some difficulties thinking and trying to stay on top of it and it's I mean this week I did hit a wall I was feeling sick this week definitely 
you know, not feeling the greatest, I'm still not invincible and I'm still, <laughs> you know, gonna have to be careful to not trick myself into believing that because I can do that where I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna go and go until I just can't go anymore. And I think that is my problem as just a perfectionist and just my personality type i think last semester we talked a little bit about type a personalities where it's just like we just ramp ourselves up so much yeah and we just need to always be performing like perfectly and on point and then like even if we do we're procrastinating until the last minute though because like we're afraid we're gonna mess it up and then we're just ramping ourselves up the entire time until we get to that point and it's just like this huge explosion of stress and cortisol and all this type of stuff and it does wear your body down it really does like after after that like after a long huge day it's just like it's so much exhaustion it's just so much exhaustion but then it's like also i'm also thinking about okay what next do i have to do what's the next (laughs) the next week like yeah. preparing for the next I, week it's just a constant like yeah like i just feel like i'm just in like in a constant like anxiety like panic yes. mode all the time yes. because i'm like i don't want to do anything but you're also thinking about all of the things that you do need to do yes and then when you are doing it you're just like i don't i really don't want to be here <laughs> i don't want to do this yes right now i was thinking and even so like sometimes i'll show up and i'll be like okay if i finish early i'm gonna leave early i'm just gonna go it's gonna be fine it's whatever and i'll just get really hooked into whatever i'm doing and i'll be staring staring and know that it's like i don't really need to be doing this right now (laughs) um i don't really need to be doing it this detailed like it's not that important and then I'll just yeah. suddenly be accepting all these projects and accepting all these things that I know that are not really necessary. And then I'll end up spending that time. And the time has passed. And now I've stayed there longer than I was supposed to. And now I've added on like three extra things. And <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 yes, it's an anxiety filled type of thing. And I think like this pandemic has also demonstrated this kind of existential type of, type of, thing as well i think that it's manifested another type of anxiety that's on the outside as well so not only do we have this internal anxiety where you're afraid of all the normal things right like there's things that you just like financial relationships just conventional things that can keep you up at night already but every time i step out of the house right i gotta have my mask I have to have my sanitizer. I gotta make sure I'm wiping down everything. I gotta make sure I'm not shaking hands. I gotta make sure I'm doing this. It's like now it's a whole other type of fear externally as well that you have to worry about. And that can wear you down just so much to keep track of, right? Just a lot to keep track of. It is. And especially as a low-income student, I can say that even remote learning added on top of that it's like you're having to juggle a lot a lot you have very little room (laughs) for frustration (laughs) so i was reading an article that was talking about governor sisolak has announced that for nevada they are going to start reducing our limits 
and kind of lowering um, some of the restrictions and stuff, which, you know, to a certain extent, I understand it it can be good because our numbers are kind of going down. But at the same time, you have this this concern because we've done this dance before, I feel. Yeah, like it's always like, oh, are we out of the right, woods yet? Right. And then people go like, fuck wild, and then they're like, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta rein it back in now. I know, right? And it's just like, again, that's another existential tr- threat where it's just like, okay, now, now I gotta get back on it. Now I can start to kind of maybe blow my guard. I can kind of do what I want to do, and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, nope, y'all, y'all out of control. Get, get your butts back in the house. Get your butts. Back in the house right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just that back and forth, mainly for me, that has just kind of been like, oh, like I just, I really just want to like go out. I want to, I want to mm-hmm. go see a show. I want to go to the movies. I want to do all of this stuff. But at the same time, it's like in the back of my head, I'm also like looking at other people and I'm being like, why are you out of the house? Like, what is so important for you to be out of the house? <laughs> I was like, I need to be out of the house because I ran out of ramen. That's why I'm out of the house. What are you doing out of the house? I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are getting kind of frustrated too. And I think that that kind of manifests itself in trying to police others. Because I do feel myself so, not something like a lot like that too. Like, it's really just like, like every time we kind of lowered everything, I just, this feel in the pit of my stomach just like, Y'all are gonna go ham again, and we are gonna end up back in the house, and we're gonna be stuck in the house till <laughs> next March. Stop acting crazy! Yeah. <laughs> I literally saw somebody said like we we all have like issues with March now, and like we're all <laughs> traumatized. Like I saw this meme on Twitter, and it was like describing <laughs> memes is so weird over this. But right. it's like the meme where it's like the prisoner and he's like got the shake and the other person is just like cowering away. <laughs> and the person cowering away was like us and then the person with the uh, shank was March and it's like, yeah, we're, we're that scared of March because everything started in March and it just feels yes. like everything is ramping up since the start of this year to just be like, yeah, March is going to be peak. I just, I just love that. Yeah, so what said was just like, what if what if 2021 is just a lie it's just it's just bonus tracks from 2020 and i'm just like i feel like i i feel like that's what it might be because like january y'all january 2020 2021 was an insurrection so yeah january 2021 was an insurrection and now they just acquitted february (laughs) february they acquitted they acquitted sir that shall not be named and so it's just like maybe yeah maybe yeah. we're just ramping up to i don't even know and and it's like what happened to the what happened to the murder hornets did the murder hornets come out in march of last year or was that just covid that was just lockdown in march the murder hornets oh my god and somebody made a timeline too oh my god someone did make a timeline someone made a timeline with some of the the murder did they just go away like did the murder hornets just oh you know what the murder hornets are probably in texas and they just froze right now (laughs) like that's what happened right now the freezing's happening the fires were what was happening in january last year the fires in australia and like everywhere was on fire in california California (laughs) i'm pretty sure parts of brazil were on fire too I think so, yeah. Parts of Brazil was on fire. So now just places are frozen. 
yeah now we have this like, cold snap yeah, everybody's just, just like, like oh it's kind of cold outside and i'm like people are like it's crazy like no like 50 degrees in las vegas is too much for me and like, <laughs> they're like it's minus two degrees in texas i'm just that's wild <laughs> that's wild now we even have numbers below zero <laughs> i know right it shouldn't get like that there should never be anything below exactly. freezing. something below freezing no ma'am no sir that's not real <laughs> no it should not be <laughs> it should not even be possible yeah some of the people were showing some of the stuff like when you're telling me about that person that had the bathtub that just was like they filled it with water, take a bath, and then they're just like, oh, that's just all ice. Yes, I watched this video, and it was, he showed this photo of a man's bathtub, and I was like, why are you showing this man his bathtub? And he's like, oh, by the way, that's not water, that's ice. I was, <laughs> I was flabbergasted. I audibly gasped. I was like, how in the world? My brain cannot comprehend. Uh, no. My brain still can't. I'm trying to think of it, and I'm just like, Mm-mm. it was a, it was filled up halfway. Can you imagine your bathtub filled up halfway, and like, just, just ice. It's solid, solid ice. Solid ice. And I was just like, he's just lucky that he wasn't in the tub. <laughs> it just froze like, and I was just trying to think, and now like I was like, how fast is water just free? I don't even think water is coming out of the faucet. I don't even know how water is coming out of the faucet. That's what I'm saying. How was it warm enough for him to fill the tub? But then it was cold enough to just freeze all that water. Because you're talking about like fans have like icicles just like falling off. Dripping down from it. It's just, it's crazy. I just, it's, it's baffling. I, but I mean, it's, it's, it's very sad too. I'm just, it's, it's crazy to me that this is happening right now. Like 2021 is not any better. And that's why I was like, I was very cautious. I was very cautious. I was like, I don't. I don't want to celebrate 2021. I don't think it deserves it yet until we know how it's going to go. I'm not, I don't trust it yet. I don't trust it yet. I feel like that I feel like that's the same way with like um with like presidents and and um any person now that we want to stand or whatever or be a fan of. It's like, we'll see how it goes first. And, and then we'll decide. I just hold my hope. <laughs> yeah, I hold it I, close I, to yeah. my chest because I'm like, you know what? I've been hurt too many too times. Too many times. No. Nope. Trust in nobody. No, nope, I cannot. Can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Because I can't be out here saying, oh, you know what's good? And then be like, you know what? Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> exactly. Because that was the same thing. I was like, okay, I wanted to give, um, I want to give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt. And then they come out and they're like, Why? forgiveness and now we're like bet no hey, you know what we're gonna talk about that on another, another episode whole episode because slim it is a not... whole episode because you know what <laughs> slim I is have heated a few words freaking notes for this <laughs> notes i have some notes because who okay <laughs> This is my <laughs> my one comment for this episode, and then we're gonna get back to what we actually should be talking about. But who on his team allowed him to go out there? You know they screen those questions. They screen those questions. So when that lady asked it, they screen it and they said, "You got the green light." And did they know he was gonna say that? Oh, oh wow! Who on his team let him go up there and with his whole chest just say? No student loan forgiveness. Because I went to a state college. 
With his whole chest too. <laughs> and it was just like I think he was trying to say a joke, but like I was like Slim was like, she is not in a joking mood. She was just I... like, You are older than <laughs> Jesus, Biden. And you still are paid off student loans. It's not funny, sir. <laughs> I don't even know how to say words right now. I was not entertained. Not for a minute. Not for a minute. Like I'm sitting here looking like <laughs> Confucius. Like I'm confused. Explain. I am Confucian. Explain. Explain. <laughs> um. But yes, we will discuss another episode because Slim is Slim was just not not with it. <laughs> I really believe. I really believe. <laughs> For a moment, I let that crumb of happiness just like bloom in my chest. Like, ooh, I kind of did too. I kind of did too. If not the fifty thousand, I was like, okay, okay, maybe at, at least the ten thousand because you know it's something. a pandemic. Like, something. It's a are, pandemic. There's a lot of stuff going on. Suffering. Yeah, and you know he didn't give us the whole two thousand dollar check, so you know maybe that could that could happen. You know. But no. Meet me in the middle. This is not the middle. (laughs) This is not. This is by far not the middle. (laughs) This is. This is less than the middle. This is in hell. This is where this is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love you. (laughs) But, um. So, yeah. So, we'll talk about that more on another note. But in terms of the pandemic fatigue, so. Pandemic fatigue is, it's being, it's being given a name. It's basically, I think at this point, what we can call it is, is where people are just basically kind of fed up. They're tired of being in the house. They're tired of being trapped in a, uh, in a way. And I understand, and so I understand Slim's perspective here. Um, you know, she she kind of talks about the the influencer area of it and i understand why people are upset and they're annoyed because definitely while we were going through this entire pandemic we were we were seeing a lot of people showing showing their butts like influential people that had platforms that had voices that couldn't shoot and own better just doing the most of the most yeah they just recklessly they just recklessly saw that like airplanes and stuff like that had to be you know landing because Mm -hmm. they're like we're in the middle of the pandemic and they're just like oh then i'll just take a private flight to miami like no ma'am that's not what we were telling you (laughs) (laughs) um but that that video that you know you sent me about the influencer 19 by uh dang dang what's his name it's by Danglo Wallace. Danglo Wallace. That was a good one. Yes. And I did like how he laid out. Yeah. Like, and it's not even just by influencers. 
you know that we're doing yeah. it there were politicians would, that were yeah even them he were, didn't discuss them but there was a big thing about you know just them. just flying everywhere they were just like y'all should be responsible but then like so you would see them out here flying shaking hands <laughs> to cabo like what is going on yeah flying to cabo some of them were on vacation stuff like that and you're like sir 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 (laughs) (laughs) i think it was it was it was a lot for me though because i felt like mitch mcconnell was the person that i just here's the thing I know he wasn't I knew he wasn't in support of COVID anyways and like they were just like open everything up anyways which was reckless in and of itself but when they were <laughs> systematically failing us on every single level and then they just kind of were like we're just gonna leave and take off in the senate I think that was around almost Christmas time the holidays it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And they were just like, yeah, we're just going to leave. We're not going to vote on anything. We're not going to really do anything about, like, you know, any of that type of stuff or whatever, right? They're not really offering any relief. And so that was when I saw that Julesy post, how she was like, I'm not going to COVID shame anybody because that was just showing the systematic failure of our officials. Because here we are in the middle of a pandemic. People have, you know, lost jobs, have lost income for a significant amount of months now. We're not just talking about some coins. We're talking serious, serious income. And you're like, well, you know what? We've done all we can do at this moment. We're going to means test it some more and uh, we'll see you. I don't even, we'll see you when we see you and yeah, just took, like, took off this decision is too difficult to make within the past week and a half that we had so we're right. just gonna go right. and eat with our families and you guys can figure something out in the meantime yes what yes and then just telling people oh yeah just go and fly and visit your families go do that for thanksgiving and all this kind of argument just to encourage people to just go and see their families and do all of that and I was just like well a that's not helping but b I was just like the 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 (laughs) I think it, it was playing a lot on people's emotions and the fact that yes they knew at this point that people are getting gonna get worn down and I felt like there was a malicious nature to that that we weren't really talking about because even me even me as a person that's very like very like um introverted if you will or whatever being at home is not like the worst thing for me i do say that's a privilege only because like you know i mean for the most part we've been we've been struggling we've been struggle busting (laughs) as best as we can obviously But I feel like we have somewhat of a community that has been trying to organize and trying to pull things together. I mean, shout out to our, you know, Las Vegas community and all the people that have gotten together to put together food pantries, to put together aid, to put together all of these resources and come together in this time of need, obviously. But not a lot of places have the means or have any of these resources at all right 
and they had to put it together without any help, without any money, without any um, infrastructure or or um, support. Yeah. And so for me, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, it was very not only reckless but really kind of malicious in in intent when he's just saying okay well we're just gonna peace out or whatever and then also encouraging people just you know like for your mental health or whatever yes go and just go see your family or whatever not even really thinking about going and seeing your family is not gonna help you with your financial situation yeah it really doesn't especially during that time like it really doesn't it really doesn't and if we're being perfectly honest when i'm looking at the stats about 70 to 80 percent of americans were living paycheck to paycheck before the pandemic so even if we had opened up after that month i mean are 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 we saying that every single business was going to recoup their losses within that month perfectly Hmm. especially also for the people that consumers because consumers drive the economy is what i'm thinking as well so if consumers are dying or they're too afraid or sick to go out where is the revenue coming from to keep those businesses running so in a lot of ways i was like these 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 are very short-sighted on all parts and all sides and so ultimately when Josie was saying you know oh i'm not gonna covid shame people i do really think it it is our responsibility as individuals um to you know do adhere to guidelines to do what we can to keep ourselves safe but it really was the government and our leaders responsibility to be making decisions that were in the interest of preserving our livelihoods preserving our lives and preserving these systems and making it possible for us to yes get access to mental health care while we're in the midst of a pandemic get access to food shelter things like that while we're in the midst of this pandemic now that's our to certain sides or certain people that might be arguable on how much the government should put the bill and the cost and all those types of things. But I'm just like, if it's a genuine concern that they had for mental health and all the type of stuff, it, I mean, really, like like I said, like our families, though, are not, <laughs> they are not certified professionals in dealing yeah. with mental health. And a lot of us were struggling with mental health to begin with. And if you're struggling with mental health, just talking to your family is not 100% gonna fix that, right? yeah right and so again also too before this happened tons of people had had issues trying to access mental health so i feel like the pandemic to a certain extent it really exacerbated or just made worse inequities and issues that were already there inequalities um the 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 working you know, women having to drop out of the workforce because of a lack of childcare. The issues with school. I mean, I, I I think that again, 
yes, it sucks that students missed out on school and all that, but I'm like, not every school is the same. Not every school has access to the best materials. Not every school had access to quality lunches. And taking the approach of, well, it's better than nothing, is just like, yes, but is that all we're striving for as a society? So I feel like this pandemic had 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 a lot for us to mull over and look at. And so for me personally, I think the pandemic fatigue for me was just realizing so many inequities existed and so many issues existed. And yes, we were we were in this in this pandemic for such a long time. And it just made me realize like we need to come up with a better way of doing things. And that takes work. And that can be exhausting. Yeah. Work is exhausting just in and of itself creating infrastructures creating communities and creating community support is exhausting in and of itself yeah community community organizing is exhausting in and of itself having empathy for others and considering their plight and how to address their needs is exhausting in and of itself and us like we said you know early on you know our mother is sick so we're caregivers considering her needs versus what we have to do in order to fulfill our requirements in school and as well as helping the people that we help on the job or you know our respected loved ones extended family all that type of stuff all of that is exhausting and so when I'm thinking of, of pandemic fatigue I'm thinking of like we're just trying to think okay how long can we keep this up without proper help without proper aid right because yeah. we're doing this on our own right now you know we don't have a lot of money and everything so we're paying for our masks we're trying to take up our own supplies we're trying to cover our rent or our mortgage um plus trying to help others in that same situation so they don't get kicked out in the middle of a pandemic you know that 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 is a lot to be considering so i definitely i definitely understand when people are saying like oh you know like privileged people especially influencers yeah they have no business going anywhere i definitely think <laughs> i definitely think kim kardashian and the influencers and people that we're seeing on there who were just acting a fool and just the nonsense that was going on on social media i think seeing that a lot of people assume and think like that is the majority of people and they're just out there hamming it up like just doing the stupidest stuff um <laughs> and talking about yeah. them i just like seeing them with the parties and everything it's unnecessary too that was another thing too i think it was too as well it's just it's unnecessary if you're gonna party and do all that reckless nonsense you don't need to post about it yeah and you i think really that was don't. the biggest part about um what uh Dangelo Wallace's 
YouTube video was talking about, which I, this is very late in the video, but <laughs> um, highly suggest you watch it. He does go into a lot of more detail and you have the visual representation of everything that's going on, but he did break it down in between, you know, you have your regular celebrities, you have your YouTube popular individuals, and then you have your YouTube uh, create content creators. Right. And so with the celebrities, uh, like you were saying, with like Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Kendall Jenner and all Who of these- Who flew themselves to an island, mind you. Exactly. It's like <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like you were saying, we have all of these additional struggles to have on our minds on top of just doing regular everyday living. And you're talking about how humble and grateful you feel for being able to fly all of your friends out to an island and have them regularly multiple uh, checked for COVID while some people can't find, you know, test kits. Like they were in a in the midst of having a shortage of test kits and trying to just freaking DIY that stuff and, right, and get it out. And right now we're in the middle of a vaccine shortage. In the middle of a vaccine shortage when most of these people, <coughs> these same um, celebrities and influencers mm -hmm. are the first people to get vaccinated or along with government officials pay who have money to said, travel somewhere to go get vaccinated. Or yeah, get a vaccine. To go get vaccinated or get a, go get a vaccine. Or have someone bring them a vaccine, I think. Somebody, I don't know where it was. I don't know who it was. Someone had posted a picture or something where they said, like, um, there's, like, vaccine harvesting or something where they were, like, paying people to bring them vaccines. Oh, yeah, like, like a black market thing or whatever. Yeah. It's, guys, it's wild. It's just, it's yeah. wild west out here. It's crazy. It's, it's like these are the same people that told or were showing off their lavish lifestyles and talking about mm -hmm. how grateful they are and how humble. Like, <laughs> let us <laughs> never, ever in our heart of hearts forget the Imagine song by all of those celebrities when they just took video footage of them in their home. <laughs> so Look at me with that. my race dog horse and my floor-to-ceiling glass panels and let me tell you imagine a world in which you're not suffering <laughs> it, it, it was just wild to me i was like are you really not comprehending Read the what is happening yeah are you not reading the room because i don't need to see you like i don't i really don't i enjoy you in your movies but in this moment in time i don't need this <laughs> i don't need this <laughs> Yeah, you could so. just, like, maybe if celebrities and influencers could just pause that for right now. Exactly. Um. It literally got to the point where England had to be like, you know what, we're just not accepting any flights from the United States because y'all can't control yourselves. <laughs> you, you can't. You just Is it really? can't. There was that period in time where England <laughs> oh, yeah, was right, literally right, like, right. They, shut out, they shut out all uh, West Coast travel. They were like, Nope. Oh yeah, wasn't there some out. like rich couple or something that got turned away or something like that? I think there there was an article. I don't know if it was Yahoo or somewhere where they said like it was some couple on a private jet, either private jet or some type of flight, and they said there there was an American couple and it was like announced like other countries at the time. 
time when we were like in really dire straits, they were saying like, okay, we're not accepting flights or we're not accepting people from the United States because yeah. the COVID numbers are just too high and we can't get it under control. And they were like, well, I can't believe they turned us away. Like it was crazy. And I was just like, oh yeah, like US people. U.S. citizens getting turned away from other countries is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Like it's, <laughs> Usually, it's the other way around, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that was happening, and it was just <laughs> insane. And I feel like that worsens that feeling of, you know, COVID fatigue because it's like you're thinking about all this stuff, and you're just like, I just want to take a break, and you're seeing all yeah. these photos of them like. Ooh, I'm on the beach. She's like, oh, I just had to get time away. So I went to Cabo. I went to right. Miami. Like, look at me in Disney World and all that stuff. And it's like, I want to go. I really do want to go. But right, right. at the same time, you're also seeing the people that are just like, just stay at home. Like, I don't understand why you guys can't just stay at home, right. wear a mask, and do all that stuff. And, right. you know, so it's kind of like, determining what is like pertinent what's really necessary exactly like you're put you're forced into this survival mode of like is it absolutely necessary for me to leave the house especially like during the holiday the holiday season was pretty it was insane people were flying everywhere and And not that i'm yeah and not that i'm saying that that it's not difficult like i'm sure it's difficult not to see your family yeah of course because i mean we were supposed to travel too yeah, we, we usually travel down to Jamaica at some point, but we said no. We made a we decision to, to just be like, no, we're not going to yeah, do that. We'll just do whatever is, whoever's closest by, if we can, keep it very small. Yeah. No more than five people or whatever. Dude, yeah. If that. And I'm like, nobody's going to lie and say that that doesn't suck, but it's right. You have to make that choice. Sometimes. And then we Zoom call on some occasions, special occasions. Yeah to try and work things out that way and yeah. it's not to say okay and, and like i said it's not to shame anybody or anything like that yeah um, because i know that i'm like in no shape to shame any person because i have i've gone out to dinners before and i've gone out to like events to blow off steam yeah, yeah like it's like that like far and few between but i've still gone out so i can't necessarily say like why can't you just stay inside you know like you sometimes you just need it um, but yeah, but like, again, I think, I think, um, from the articles that I was reading, there were some really good articles that I read. Um, definitely one of them was talking about, um, you know, how we can deal with pandemic f- fatigue by David Bad- Badry. Um, and he talks about co- um, cognitive control and motivation and, um, you know how that really kind of you know measures everything in in our brain and how it basically basically that's what's kind of determining pandemic fatigue for us so basically what it is says importantly cognitive control is motivated so when deciding to do a task our control system balances at least two factors the value we get from doing that task and the cost we will experience while doing so the former is obvious. Exper- experimental studies on, on people's choices about what tasks they would like to do tell us that they prefer and engage more with tasks that lead to desired outcomes, whether that outcome is money, good health, companionship, or whatever else they value. 
Importantly, however, our control system also takes account of our mental efficacy when computing this value, as in how much mental investment is needed to gain from a particular task. Relatedly, once an effective set of rules are in place, we need those rules to be as stable as possible. So, basically what it's saying is that in order to weigh these pros and cons and enable to do all of this cost-benefit analysis, we need to have stable rules in place so that we can actually put together a plan and, and decide for ourselves. So, what he's pointing out here in terms of a rule is that in our in our approach to COVID originally, right, and 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 even now, right, the the aspects of the parameters or the the parameters of how we do the regulations and everything are still a bit hazy. So first, we were we were told, okay, we have to be um, wearing masks. Some areas were not as stringent with mask wearing. Some were a little bit more stringent about it. Um, the six feet apart was only applied in certain areas, whereas others were not as heavy on it. And so the rules were very flexible and they were they kept changing and they weren't consistent. Yeah. And so because of that, a lot of us were not able to do a cost benefit analysis. And so we, we can get fatigued from like, okay, uh, trying to trying to, to, to keep the most strictest rules all in place can be exhausting for us so what he's saying is we need to if we want people to be able to be more compliant we need to be consistent across the board on what that is and then be able to at least make determinations for people that can work into their everyday lives so in um in in this instance for like covid there um their argument is for a harm reduction approach. And so the example that they that they give, which was interesting to me, was um, about HIV and the AIDS epidemic. So they said public public health officials during that period when, when AIDS and HIV were on the scene, it was very confusing and scary. And so the decision was that public health officials were telling people, like, just don't have sex period like that was just it and it was an abstinence only approach as we know now abstinence only approach is not a very successful approach to sex yeah obviously so because of that public health officials had to adjust their um approach on how they were going to address the crisis so in this instance they had to inform people as they got more knowledge of the virus and understood it better when they gathered more knowledge they were able to give people better idea of what their options were and how they could reduce their risk and better their chances of um not being exposed you know while engaging in safer sex so engaging in safer sex and so that is called the harm reduction approach basically and so this this was in the atlantic and this article was named quarantine fatigue is real by julia marcus and so in 
this approach, she is saying for applying the harm reduction approach to COVID, what she is saying is when we have stable rules in place, so like if we're going to do the six feet apart, if we're going to do the masks or whatnot, okay, is that only going to be in, in, at indoor events, right? And if we're going to do indoor events, do we want to modify places to have better ventilation because that helps to reduce the likelihood of spreading the disease? And then while pe- when people are in those indoor events, they're going to be wearing the mask at all times, except when they're engaging in eating because there's less chance of you spreading it if maybe the tables are spread further apart or what have you, right? So that's kind of the harm reduction approach where you have stable rules and consistent rules and you understand that you have less chance of contracting it in a more open space rather than an enclosed space. So she said, again, first policymakers and health experts can help the public differentiate between lower risk and higher risk activities. These authorities can also offer support for the lower risk ones when sustained abstinence isn't an option. So again, like we're saying, you know, right now as people are getting more tired and it it looks like we're going to be in this for a longer haul, we're going to have to apply these approaches and we're going to have to modify spaces and do something different so people can at least start to be doing some things in a safer manner or at least incorporating better practices so that, again, we can at least have some guidelines and we can at least be monitoring and trying to reduce the risk of harm yeah um from a practicality standpoint um so like in close and crowded settings especially with prolonged and close contact have the highest risk of transmission a casual interaction in outdoor settings seems to be much lower risk so maybe having more outdoor events or if you're going to be an indoor event more ventilation stuff like that But it also could be involved redesigning outdoor and indoor spaces to reduce crowding, increase ventilation, and promote physical distancing, thereby allowing people to live their lives while mitigating, but not eliminating, risk. We can also acknowledge that some people can't comply with public health guidance because of structural factors, including systemic racism, that render physical distancing a privilege. Um, So again, poverty, things like that can have a lot of people tending to dwell in single domiciles, Um, multi-generational families living in one home. Social distancing is difficult in that instance. Neighborhoods and places like that where there's not a lot of really good access to proper health care, things like that. I mean, of course, this does does not mean that we should ignore those issues. We should definitely still address them and we need to address them. But we also have to keep that in mind as well. So if we ignore this broader context, people of color will continue to bear the brunt of not only the pandemic itself, but also American society's response to it. So again, those those areas suffer as well, because, again, people of color already were first on a chopping block a lot of times for getting fired and already had lower salaries. So things shutting down, places getting locked up, not having access to economic relief, like I said, from government officials and from those entities, losing your homes, becoming homeless, all that type of stuff, a lot of people of color can become subject to that. 
So that in and of itself is another issue, you know, with this pandemic. And so while, again, like I said, I definitely think the pandemic is real and something that's very serious, I don't, I don't shame individuals as much as I do the leaders that should be taking the reins and taking responsibility and making sure to take care of our citizens and making sure that we can get through this pandemic. Yeah, and I think that through this pandemic, with all of these factors taking into place and people choosing or having to stay at home for one reason or another, I have seen a shift. I have seen a shift in um, what people are doing kind of fill this time now right you know and i saw this tweet a long time ago but it was on the news and stuff like that and it was kind of funny and it was by it was some (laughs) dude on twitter (laughs) but he said it's like if you're a millennial or you got free time in this pandemic then you start a podcast (laughs) which (laughs) i guess is what we're doing now so (laughs) uh you know but not Yeah, so this is also something that I noticed, and yes, with the influencer 19 and all that stuff, which I'm sure we've moved, we've moved well past in this conversation, but kind of rounding back to that, yeah. like, with all of that stuff, just trying to channel all of that frustration and that want into something else, um, because a lot of people don't have the money to travel, or they don't have the money to do this or that, right. um, just to cover their expenses or whatnot, or even just to have spending money. So this is kind of where I see the shift of content in which people are, to me, I'm trying to starting to see the shift of content over to kind of like where people are trying to find their second capital, basically. So some people have started Etsy shops, some people have started t-shirts or their own businesses, like actual businesses, or maybe their own video podcasts, um, as well as shifting content for content creators. Like in the Influencer 19, he also discusses that because of the pandemic, a lot of content creators that maybe do things in groups or together, it has either worsened or you know now they have to shift gears and try and find something that is covid friendly content which at that point you kind of start to see okay is their stuff actual quality or is it just because they're in a group and it's kind of like chaotic (laughs) so the biggest thing that the and when he said that i it brought me back to the try guys um, on YouTube because they usually do stuff together right in groups like activities and whatnot yeah but now because of COVID I've seen that they've shifted more towards they've started their own podcasts and a whole bunch of YouTubers that I watch have shifted over to the whole podcast thing so now oh. they have the tripod so each of them it seems like are starting to branch off with that as well as he has his own hot sauce brand and Zach has its own tea brand and you know all that stuff so yeah but it's pretty cool I'm like they're utilizing this opportunity to advance their revenue in a different stream for themselves that is COVID friendly you know what I mean wow so 
to me, I was thinking like, is this the proper time to start trying to get into that niche of having a second capital? Like, buy that Cricut cutter, you start making clothes, like, you get that microphone, you start a podcast, like, you, you know, you have the equipment or you have the access to the equipment, like, you start your business, you know what I mean? So, but I was also thinking about the pros and the cons of it because it's like, you have all this time to start kind of shoring up your products or your content or whatever right but also you also have to think it's like yeah a lot of people are starting businesses that may just so happen to be similar to yours so what is going to make you different what is going to really push you out of there so that at the end of this pandemic because hopefully and eventually there will be an end right is it gonna stay or is it just a hobby right you know right yeah no that's really good actually that's a really good point i i think definitely for us i think like yeah i was like well yeah i mean we have a lot of free time now let's just do something right (laughs) but um definitely i i can see where yeah people now um definitely heard other people saying like yeah i want to start a podcast i want to try to start doing some extra stuff or something on the side and i find it really interesting that yeah like um you know at the end of this like how how does that how how does that work transitioning into something else especially also though for me though too is like I'm, I'm about to graduate now too um seeing how that's going to transition into the next chapter of my life how, the, how this how this works um so I definitely see how that's very interesting how people can do that um but definitely I think that this does this is going to spark a new wave of pushing people to engage in new in it may be a new renaissance maybe a new renaissance of content a new way of television or making entertainment i hope it's for the better yeah um but definitely yeah i have seen people getting into doing stuff in a different way um but we also have to accept though too that like no matter what with those good stuff there can also be the bad stuff which is the kim kardashians the celebrity culture because most of the stuff is through the internet or (laughs) through some uh other wave of access it's open to everybody so if you're gonna get good content you're gonna get you know the not so great content because Uh, also celebrities are getting their own youtube channels now too yeah, a and lot that was something of celebrities. YouTubers were saying too was that like now the market's being flooded. Like Trevor Noah has his own YouTube channel, um, Colbert, all the late night hosts have their own YouTube channels now. Even yeah. artists, like music artists, are putting up vlogs. Yeah, and you're getting stuff like that. vlogs and show, late night shows and all of those all that things on YouTube and everything so are being flooded. So it's like now, how are we going to adjust? Yes our world into having all of this content being flooded within such a short time span megan and harry has a podcast <laughs> yes they do <laughs> we are not megan and harry though <laughs> are you gonna listen yeah. to it i thought about <laughs> it i'm not sure because i'm just like i don't like what do they talk about like not in a bad way but i'm just like what <laughs> do talk about they need revenue now they're not a part of the royals oh and oprah is going to be interviewing them they're getting their first interview after they separated from the royal family by oprah that's good (laughs) that's good but yes but 
basically what I'm just saying is yes um, I think that you know pandemic fatigue yeah it's definitely setting in for a lot of people and we are hopeful hopefully yes we are gonna see that numbers will will relieve itself and yeah. they'll subside um, you know Cicel, Governor like has been hopeful and he has been kind of raising the, the veil a little bit and slowly things are kind of coming back I don't think things are going to completely come back to normal I don't think they're going to completely come back and be the exact same way that they were before um, so my question was like okay what what is this new world this new wave of, of life going to be now with you know, having had COVID and having had remote work and having had all these remote opportunities. Um, and definitely, how do we prepare ourselves in case, you know what, worst comes to worst, we do have to go back in lockdown again. I feel like, yeah, during that time when um, uh, the murder horns and everything happened, I feel like, and then they were turning people away again, it was like the numbers were going back up. Like, we dropped our guard. And then the numbers like shot back up. I think it was Mother's Day or something like that. And the people were traveling, and then they're traveling overseas, and people were like, "Oh yeah, we're not accepting Americans anymore because you guys can't get your numbers on." I think it had been shooting back up again, and yeah. like our stuff was like, it never really like dropped too much, but yeah, it had like <laughs> just shot back up again, and was just like it was out of control. And I was just like, yeah. "What are you guys doing out there? Are you guys just spitting in each other's mouths? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> this sharp spike? Like it's just..." Yeah. Had, that line had no chill <laughs> um so yeah so um i'm being cautiously optimistic but if worse comes to worse um the thing is i think the harm reduction method might be the way to go and in in that i'm thinking you know options are like i'm liking to see people like start a book club start doing hobbies that you might be interested in doing like starting a podcast maybe you start your own book club maybe you start um uh, i also saw people doing like they started cooking channels they started they started um doing um writing like blogging um food blogs um different types of options and all that and so i think it would be great for our community if people started to build quality content quality things like that um and we'll definitely be here i think i think we all i've heard lots of people with really great ideas and i think there are definitely lots of places and lots of facets and a lot of a lot of work that needs to be done in our community like i told you you know we've had a lot of deficits we've had a lot of holes in places where there is mental health barriers that need to be addressed social racial in, in inequities that need to be addressed and you know having people start up nonprofits or start up causes that are going to address those would be great and having a community network you know especially what's happening yeah. in texas right now is, is crazy so it would be great to have people here that are dedicated probably to figuring out how do we set up a network for if we had a failing power grid or if we have another pandemic and food needs to get out to people you know that 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 are not able to drive or get to places you know if we do have another pandemic how do we teach kids how do we get 
how do we do daycare for moms that are low income, that don't have the money to be paying like 30 or $40 for daycare? Yeah. You know? Like, all that type of stuff. So, coming up with answers to those problems and addressing those inequalities, I would be totally game to sit down with discussions and work on that type of stuff. And like you said, like, we have... We got time now. We got time today. Yeah. Time today. Let's do this. Yeah, for me. Um, And it's great seeing so many people just being open about starting their hobbies and doing all of that stuff because I've been following a girl on TikTok. I forgot her name. Dang. Dang, dang. (laughs) Okay. But, um, yeah, I've been following her and she is working on building her own PC and starting her own gaming channel. Sweet. I've seen people that have. That's great. Um, yeah, I've seen people that have like just put the money down for a cricket so that they can just do all of this cool changes with the clothes that they already have, and you know that's inspired me yeah. because I'm like I like doing artistic stuff and I like doing stuff like that. And, I, I would. You know, it's inspired me to want to at least try them. I would, yeah, I would love to see, I saw someone, just because it's Black History Month or whatever, they started to make stock images and stock stickers, like, you know, like, um, like on webs, like how you have, like, stock stickers or whatever that you can put beside, like, names and stuff just to add, like, a picture or whatever. They put, like, little faces, like, black icons Mm. instead of white, so that if you, if you don't want to use black ones, you white ones you can use black ones instead that's cool so they're like black figures that's super cool yeah so i'm just like yeah building stuff like that and then putting it in the algorithm so people can use it for free and stuff like that on websites yeah and stuff like that when you're building it um yeah for sure like there's i think there is a lot out there that people can do and build and connect people to we're here definitely for it. I know I'm here for it. I'm definitely um, here for it. <laughs> and you all can start looking out for us. We'll hopefully start our Fizzy Fridays series. Ooh, I'm so excited yes. for these. Like it just it popped into basically our heads. Yes. And so that's gonna be our project. That's our COVID project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um where so in the next couple weeks we want to drop um drop that um so basically that's gonna be our our contribution to society we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna hopefully be inviting some community members on here for some interviews and discussions and um i will be uploading them and starting to do that as soon as possible um so i'm very excited about that actually um We'll hopefully be dropping the banner and the promotion for that. So look out for that on the website and on the Facebook. And yes, we are working yeah. very hard on that. I know it's it's been a little bit spotty with drops and whatnot. But, I mean, come on. It's <laughs> pandemic fatigue, so. <laughs> it's pandemic fatigue. Is it? Is it? Yes, it very much is. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> We're, we, yes, but thank you for being patient with us. And, um... So that's it for this episode, and we will see you in the next one, 
And so just to wrap up, um, yes, pandemic fatigue is real. (laughs) Try very hard. If you're going out, don't act a fool. Don't be, don't be posting that. Don't be, don't be posting nonsense and all that. Try and engage in something. It doesn't have to be productive even. You can even just do something just to take care of yourself. Whether it be like, you know, therapy or, you know, self-care in and of itself for yourself. Or or join a book club or, um, you know, engage in making videos or what have you. Anything like that. But just don't be like Kim Kardashian posting stuff on social media like going ham outside and getting COVID. (laughs) Messing around with Miss Rona playing 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 these games. Playing these games. Because I don't want to go back in the house. (laughs) Um... But yes. But yeah, so for this episode, I'm trying to get y'all engaged. So um, for this episode, uh, try and send us like comments or anything like that about ideas that, you know, you guys are using or are thinking about using for your pandemic fatigue. What is keeping you sane? What is keeping you yes. engaged and in the now? Yes. Yes. To keep you going. So you can post on the slimthickpodcast.com um, under the on the homepage under um, recent episode. There should be a form you can fill out, and you can send it directly to us. And yeah, yeah, you can do that, or send us a message through our Facebook page. Or yes. now we have an Instagram, so you can just Woo! comment under any recent posts that we have on there awesome so thank you so much for listening especially if you went to the end and we will see you in the next episode we will see you later bye y'all bye